What's that? Do you hear that aerial bombing coming in right now? Oh, shit. Yeah, what was that? What was that? Sounds like a... I don't know. Probably some Twin Tower shit happening in Kitchener. We'll find out in the news tomorrow. Is that Milt Stiegel and the rest of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Got him. Are the Blue Bombers Reference. playing this year? I don't know. Reference the Canadianity. Is CFL happening? I don't know. <laughs> is it still a league? We'll never find out. <laughs> The CFL I, is illegal, and not because of the uh, the, da- the the amount of downs, the controversy. Yeah. <laughs> totally Stay tuned reason. to find out why. Click to find out these facts that make the CFL not allowed this year. Hint, hint, it's not the pandemic. It's not what you think. Yeah. Crack on? I'm cracked on. Can we, can we HIT? I can't say it without your permission. No, you... You can, you, you, you can't get Oh my god. Continuing tonight on 2C is in a pod. 96.7 on your. Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's in a <laughs> That's not good, Cam. If it is first thing in the morning, if Cam has uh, kicked it uh, or hit it, I guess in that sense, like you just said you did. Um, I said I said kicked it. But then you spelled H I T. We're not gonna. Yeah, do it. I know. It's it's mixing the. It's getting the getting the. Like it's we, all about like listener said, engagement. It's listener early. engagement. It's early. You think John Derringer is uh, hitting bangers off the top of the uh, off the top of the hour? No, I was, he is I was at the park throwing a stick at six a.m. this morning. That's no, great. Well, you haven't even introduced yourself yet, Cam. You can you can throw all the sticks you want. The listeners don't care about sticks you're throwing. They care about what they're listening to. So why don't you go tell them? I'm your new stepdad. Uh, and that was it. Okay, so I guess my name's Cameron Osborne. I'm the one who's going to try to keep this uh, this show on the rails here. You're listening to maybe just one C in a pod. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I'm sitting across the way from Camel Claire. His hair is gelled. He's got a Hawaiian shirt, and for all I as for all I can tell, he has checked out uh, from everything. Well, today is the first day the pandemic restrictions are lifted, so I'm going to go kiss some homeless people. Yeah, I uh, not many people know this about you, Cam. Um, very charitable man. Uh, Love giving y- kisses. Yeah, you have a you have a program called uh, called Kisses for All, which is where you just kind of go around to anybody, give them a kiss, uh, and then run away. See, as long as you have a corporation behind you, it is not assault. Yep, two season pod is uh, ha- is proud to uh, to work on charitable donations for for the rest of the year. Things like kisses for all. Uh, Cam, you're really spearheading that operation. That's it. That's uh, one of my one of my 20, 20, 20, 30 goals is to give everyone a kiss. You already have a tw- <laughs> you already already have a twenty thirty goal. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, at long term goals, man. Hmm. 
A man so, without a plan is the plan to fail. I plan to kiss everyone. So, so yeah, some people plan to like, uh, you know, in 10 years, I want to own a home. Or some yeah. people might say like in 10 years, I want to start a, like I want to have started a family. But no, Cam, you in 10 years, you want to have laid a, laid a, laid a wet one a onto smackaroo, just everyone yeah. in kind of the Tri-City area, I guess. No, we're going to go global. We're going global. Uh, there you go, folks. We have nine years. Kiss as many people as you can. It's not sexual. There's nothing sexual or weird about it. It's simply, you know, you'll see those people on the side of the road with a sign that says free hugs. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Are you with, still uh, seeing those? I haven't seen those in a while. I haven't been around, I think. <laughs> outside at all? <laughs> I, haven't I haven't been outside. In a so. public kind of square like that. Uh, I, I, I'm not one to give or want free hugs, I think, in the first place. Yeah, uh, I don't know like, who's I, taking them. You must be in a pretty bad spot you in your life to be like... must be in a pretty like, dark yeah. spot, yeah, to be taking one of those free hugs by uh, some, you know, lanky white person standing in the middle of Young and Dundas Square. Yeah, I just feel like, like my confidence is a little bit stronger than that. Um, that, that all these people hug. love me. Yeah, I think I'm a little... I think I got a little bit more. But folks, we've got a great show coming up. It is Monday morning. Hey, how was your weekend? How was your first... <laughs> Stage one, stage one, stage one weekend. We made it through the third wave. This is probably it. We're probably done with this shit. Call it, call it quits. I think we're all, we're, we're done with this pant. We're done, right? Mentally or uh, logistically? No, I think we still got a little ways to go considering I can't get this mop chopped. Yeah, well, Cam, I was actually just about to say, you've, uh, you've put some product in your hair this morning. I gotta say it looks great. It Thank looks you. um uh, like not Macklemore's first album, but the second album. You know ah, where he's kind of grown into himself a little bit. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. it's called this unruly mess I've made. Um, that that's sort the one of with thrift shop or no? No, that's not the one with thrift shop. That's not the one with his one <laughs> song that everybody knows. Has uh, that track these, downtown, which is a which is a which that's is a, a fun that's a fun little song. It is a um, see what what I, I I may have said this I may have said this on the podcast here before. Um, for me, the appeal is not Macklemore. It's Ryan Lewis. Ryan Lewis. A lot of people I've seem been saying to forget. This too. I've been saying this for years. I attended a music festival where Macklemore was playing, and it was the the summer that that thrift shop track came out. So he was mm-hmm. never hotter than he was. But it was like main stage, but like middle of the day. I don't know. We're not at. We're not. I'm not booking the show. Ryan Lewis back there on his little DJ pedestal. A big Windows, a big Microsoft Windows logo right in the middle of it. This guy crushes. He does not get enough credit uh, for the work that he, for the work that he does. You know, he's like that. He he's the Dr. Dre behind Eminem. You know, he is the E Street brand behind Bruce Springsteen. I. Yeah, he could. He's E Street adjacent. At least uh, Ronnie Van Zant. He's at least all kind of occupying that. He is the um, no. Keep going. Keep going. I got. I'm. Oh, you, you're the one up. who's. You're the one who's yeah. keep going. Oh, you want me to keep going? Um, keep going. I'm, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up. He is the. <laughs> he is the. He is the. He is the. Are you looking? Where are you looking for a band? Um. Uh, no. He is the Richie Zambora to John Bon Jovi. He is the, 
<laughs> I, I'm, out of, I'm out of answers, Cam. There it is. Cus, he is the customato to Mike Tyson. I, I don't think anybody got that reference. Who's customato? He was the guy who took uh, Mike Tyson under his wing when he was young and said, like, you're going to be a fucking champion, kid. Why didn't, you just say he's the a- why didn't you just say he's the Adrian to Rocky? Everyone would have got that. Ah, because I'm looking for a little bit of deeper cuts, you know? <laughs> deeper cuts? What goes deeper than Rocky? 1975. Uh, me and my friend were out playing baseball yesterday. We were just throwing a ball around. And you know how, like, I don't know if you do this. Probably, you know, you do this when you're 12, but not when you're in your mid-20s. Um, you're, you're, you go to play pitch and you're like, who are you? And you're like, I'm, um, you know, I'm CC Sabathia and you're Jose Molina catching. Right. But then I like to be even more specific. I'd be like, I'm CC Sabathia 2011 season when he was typically not a starter, but more of a reliever after his second knee surgery. Now this is interesting. This is not the first time that CC Sabathia has come up um, in like very casually on this podcast. Out of the hundreds of pitchers, at least a dozen or so that you can kind of name right off the top of your head, we keep going back to CC. Uh, I'm R- I'm Ricky Romero when he was I don't know, a good I don't know pitcher why that is. before maybe, he blew up his ERA. Maybe we're big big Indians fans. Maybe we're big uh, Yankees fans. I'm not entirely sure, but for uh, for whatever reason, Cam. No, um, I would I've never done this. But I've played baseball with you where you have also done this. Yeah, so that's normally I guess, something I like to do. So I like to pretend. So, yeah, you're my only... Uh, when you and I used to play uh, the old pitcher-catcher, nothing, no, no, nothing sexual. Just two, just two men in their early 20s pitching and catching. Nothing weird about it. Or nothing, nothing you know, uh, risque about it. Yeah, you and I would uh, kind of play those roles. And then uh, the pitcher always tries to get that last out, you know, to win the yep. World Series or whatever it might always. be. And you then know? if they walk, though, they actually swung. So <laughs> every yeah, every pitch, we never lost the game. Every pitch is a strike, and yeah. far uh, outside, still a strike. Still outside. I don't know. The ump's not calling them over here. The ump's not calling them over here. Yeah, they're taking some wild swings out there. Okay, um, it's great that you're getting outside, uh, staying active uh, with the beautiful weather. Speaking of staying active, went for a hike on a trail yesterday. Pretty oh, well-maintained trail. Okay. And, Not and, like a crazy and you, hike. And you have boots. You've got, uh, were you wearing your hiking pants? No, I didn't need them. It was like a pretty light trail. Um, enough where like casual people can walk on it. And there's quite a bit of people. So I wanted to throw something your way, Cam. Is this a, so so- is say- this a social situation? I, I think so. Ah, yeah. we're back. <laughs> Social situation. It's been, it's been weeks since we That's had a social been. situation. Uh, Cam, this was a hot, hot topic of yours around uh, when people were being counted going into the Freshco. I really thought it was a segment that was going to kind of take us into the future. We kind of reposed a bit, but we're back. We just haven't seen May's social situation. It's difficult when you don't leave. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, okay, so this one's a little bit... I think this one you might need to change the social norm on because I think it's a radically accepted social situation. And you'll hear my point later on. So, Cam, theoretically, if I'm walking down a trail and I pulled down my pants in the middle of the trail and took a poo, what's the expectation? 
Okay. Um. Uh. So, f uh, this is part. This is also part of a broader spectrum of things. We're getting. We're getting into things. So, simple answer. Simple answer. You uh. The expectation is just go far enough off of the path that mm -hmm. um. It's sort of not right there because nothing would right. be worse than just let's say uh, let's somebody's, in the middle of a trail. Let's say somebody's walking their dog on a leash. You don't want that. You don't want that leash to. You don't want your poo to be in kind of dog leash distance. I would rather it's a little bit further out. Uh, so, you know, a dog doesn't smell it or something. Perfect. So now we're walking a dog down the path and it decides to take a poo, not on the side where you're saying, but in the middle of the trail itself. What do you do? Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about the dog take the dog dropping a deuce, not you dropping a deuce. This second situation oh. is now the dog. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, um, unfortunately, yeah, we had dogs. We would walk on in a forest, like a forest path also off leash. Eventually they figured it out. You know, you got you poo off of the path, but if they, uh, if they ever drop one on the path, you kind of have to like, and you never have a bag on you cause you're out in the woods. You're thinking to yourself like, ah, oh, shit. So now you got to kind of maybe use a stick or a leaf, but yeah, definitely remove it from the path. How about a fucking horse? Horse shit. Um, well, I don't own a horse. I've seen horse shit. Um, I love That's what I'm saying. No one cleans up their horse shit. Nobody cleans up horse shit. And this is a problem um, in, in, in the country and in the city of Toronto. You'll see, uh, you know, those cops on horses for because it's 1876. And you'll be walking down Lakeshore or um, like uh, close to the waterfront or anywhere and just see big things of horse shit. No one's picking them up. Why is that socially acceptable? That's that a weird one. That is a weird one. You're right. If your dog shit in the middle of the path, get it out of there. If I shit in the middle of the path, definitely get it out of there and arrest me. You know, a horse, no one questions it. Like, watch out for the horse shit in the middle of the path that's overwhelmingly large. Yeah, the response is always, oh, it's such a beautiful and majestic creature. It's, oh, yeah, I am, I'm very anti-horse. So you were walking down this path and there, there was, was some like, horse shit. It's not like one piece of horse shit because when a horse walks somewhere, they shit everywhere. What, if, a, if a horse walks in the woods, does it even take a shit? Uh, yeah, and they're huge. It's, you know, it's big. It's often crumbly, so it kind of leaves a little trail um, it's not just like a, a horse doesn't stop and go. A horse walks and kind of lets it all out. You're right, Cam. Yeah. You're right, Cam. Not enough people are caring for their horses properly. I just, I don't, I've thought about this yesterday. And I can't wrap my head around why it's socially acceptable for a horse to take a middle the shit in the middle of a road, middle of a path where people are walking or the sidewalk for all I know. What do they care? Right? Horse took a shit. Who cares? Yeah, you'll see it. Uh, and, um, uh, I, I'd be curious. I'd, I'd love to approach a police officer. I mean, I would never approach a police officer, but I would love to approach one one day. Just when you see one on their on their horse back, yeah. and just ask, well, they can't like, leave their horses, eh? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so I, you could approach them and just say, "I would, would love you to mind say, cleaning up your." So uh, approach them. My ID in my hand, both hands up. Yeah. Uh, very, very, very um, shirt openly. off to make sure they know you're white. Yeah, very much so. Shirt off. I have a bit of a tan right now. Very much so. Just uh, like I have a question. I am uh, safe. Everything is okay. Right. Pull your pants down so they know you're not hiding any guns. So you're now yep, you're naked. Yep. 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 Open up my anus. <laughs> if I, if your, if your horse takes a dump, 
Who picks it up? I'm already on. I'm already on my knees. I already have my hands behind my head. Uh, I'm he now sees your spread. <laughs> he now sees, I am spread like a starfish on the ground, screaming up at this police officer uh, because I have a question and I wanted to ask him very in a safe way. And that's how you safely approach police officers. Um, that is a good question. That is a good question. Maybe we'll find some of that information out for next week. Are you a police officer or involved with the law in any way? Let us know. Two season of pot at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Speaking of uh, looking into next week, how about we look into the week in the past, Cam? Do we have any notes or amendments that the fans have let us know that we fucked up? I actually don't have any notes this week. Last week was okay. a, last week Perfect. was a, <clears throat> last week was a pretty smooth uh, show, which is always nice to hear. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't perfect. Uh, we're always striving uh, for that perfect podcast, but uh, who knows? Maybe perfection is um, you know something a little out of our grasp, and maybe uh, just you know kind of us being ourselves is the podcast. But far more important. Um. <laughs> Then notes is uh, the actual amendments. Well, <laughs> the notes and amendments, uh, you know, certainly those are those are uh, those are kind of compiled by many of the employees over here at Two Season a Pond who kind of use a lot of the time just scrubbing, listening to our podcasts, um, so they can write a lot of these things down. You know, it's like whenever you watch one of those podcast videos online where the text is imme- immediately written underneath it. You know there's some intern somewhere listening to the episode, furiously typing every single word that's happening. Oh, you're talking about um, closed captions? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's somebody furiously typing all the words that are coming out, so then those closed captions can be later kind of added on in post. Uh, so, yeah, that, 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 that has to do with our interns. However, we did, um, I'm very proud to say that uh, we did get some listener feedback in the form of an email. Dear two C's in a pod at gmail.com. Stop plugging your email all the time. Nobody is going to write you. You know the That's email address, two C's in a pod gmail.com. We probably say it seven, eight, nine, ten times. Twelve now. times here. Yeah. An episode, maybe. I think uh I think I think I think it, I think it's actually included in a few of the. Theme I mean, you songs. could also just message us directly. <laughs> Mostly, no. you have our contact information. No, it doesn't work. I think two season pod at gmail dot com. Um, and dot then dom. we've also merged that with the previous email regarding any of your sub dom, uh, questions. Pizza Cam and I really op- Cam and I are really opening up uh kind of like a uh, a sex health line. Sexy. It's like uh, the old love line with Dr. Drew. Yes, it's like love line with Dr. Drew, um, except uh, way less things and butts, Cam. But I got to say, we have a listener email this week um, that came across the desk this morning. Always open, only open the emails uh, the morning of. So you're the most possibly prepared for anything that might happen. Uh, but can we have an email here with the um, headline uh, or the header uh, March Madness Arrested Disaster? Uh oh. Hi, Cam's longtime listener, first time emailer here. Love what you guys are doing in the studio every week. However, something from episode 72 is really grinding my gears. Tobias as the best character? How dare you? 
may be eliminated in the first round. Who do you think you are? The goats of the show weren't even included in your bracket. No Barry Zuckercorn, the terrible lawyer. You two probably wouldn't know maritime law if it splashed you in the face. No Anyang, the only exotic character, is excluded from your bracket. How convenient. George Sr. stole his family's banana stand idea, and now you are stealing his spotlight. And there was somebody else I was going to mention. Can't remember her now. I think her name was kind of bland. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> she had a mouth, though. Was she funny? Anyways, love you guys. I'll tune in next week. Uh, wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that listener email. Wow. Um, Cam, anything you got to say to that right off the bat? Uh, we do support um, Ong Young. Ong Young. Ong Young. Hello. Um, yeah, we're a pro on Young podcast. Uh, that get that out of the way. But otherwise, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Cam. I think it's you know a lot, a lot a lot of good a lot of good points are raised here. You points. know, uh, I wouldn't know maritime law if it did splash me in the face. Splashed you in the face. You, Cam. You wouldn't. You might not know uh, what three past what three bells what time three bells is for all we know. And that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, we included many of the Bluth uh, characters in that bracket, but who knows? There should be maybe a follow-up bracket um, with a lot of these uh, peripheral characters that are also so important to the plot. We have uh, Lucille 2, Stan Sitwell, Tony Wonder. Uh, there's enough. Uh, there are enough characters that, hell, Cam, maybe we should make a bracket uh, for next week um, involving all of these guys. It's not a terrible idea. Um, thank you for the feedback. We appreciate uh, the the thought put behind that. Firstly, but your opinions are not respected. Just so you know, is that that somewhere in the fine print? Eh, it's uh, opinions are tolerated, not respected. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, we listen, <clears throat> but we don't hear you. Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess what they say. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Inter- interesting little interesting business model there, Cam. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks for that. thanks for the feedback. We love uh, we love hearing from our listeners anytime we can. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, that's uh, great. We'll, uh, we'll we'll consider your opinion. Um, I think you you are right though that Onion is Onion uh, person. Onion. Onion. Great. Well, uh, thanks for the shout out. Um, what do we got here? We're 20, 20, 23 minutes on the podcast, something like that. Hope you're tuning in here. Cam, you got anything going on for the uh, next few weeks, considering now that things are wide open and uh, pandemic's over? <coughs> next few weeks? No, nothing really. Very much looking forward to the uh, the corporate retreat. We're, I guess, a couple weeks away from uh, from leaving, from from yeah. heading out, from heading out to that. Very much so excited for uh, for everything that comes with that. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I know you want to play some disc golf. I'm still hesitant. It's a long drive there, but we are there for quite a while. Well, yeah, we uh, you, we can think you can think about it more as the uh, as the. Weeks I guess go we don't on. really. Yeah, I guess we don't really need to make that Sydney either because we are just so close, right? Yeah, it's kind of like and it's so easy to bring that shit up to boot. Exactly, it's kind of like it can happen, it can not. I think it said it was about an hour drive from where we are, but then I kind of thought like everything, everywhere we were last year was an hour away from where, uh, you know, we were. So no real different there. You and I wake up at the ass crack at dawn. We can be back before anyone else even wakes up. That's a good point. See, yeah. Cam, because you know when you and I are together, we wake up pretty damn early. 
Yeah. Well, last time you were up, we had uh, Miss Darla May waking everyone up, but that's just what I come to expect now. That's the life. It does make it does make me somewhat more um, responsible mm-hmm. because now I know that, like uh, last weekend, hanging out with Park Shane, uh, Connor, and Park and Shane, they will they went to like four or five a.m. I can't do that anymore. I can't do that. I could never do that. But on top of that, I just had to say at one o'clock, like, I'm not that tired, but I'm going to have to wake up at six or seven. <laughs> I don't really have a choice. So, you know, unless I want to run on two hours of sleep, make that decision now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's not quite there anymore. Even last weekend, I packed it in. Yeah, at midnight, maybe even just before, and ever and the adults were still going strong. I don't know. I just I just couldn't do it sometimes. You know, sometimes I think I, I think the older I get, the more I'm comfortable with leaving the situation. I kind of look at it as like garbage time, like past one a.m. Oh, okay, right. So it's uh, you know, you're up by twenty six points, end of the fourth quarter. That's kind of uh, what it feels like. I'm other, like, how much the better other team, is this night going to get? The other team past took their o'clock. stars off already, so it's like, well, I might as well just fucking uh, just hit it. No one's going to knock you for falling asleep early. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes, if it's like ten o'clock at night, yeah, I'll okay, knock that's you for falling early. asleep early. Yeah, <laughs> I think anytime after midnight is fair game. To fall asleep yeah. now. Uh, we're too old for this shit. Um, and wh- the, I feel like the only people I, I, I know who can stay up kind of that late consistently are also the ones who not all the time, not all the time, but are sometimes doing cocaine. So I feel like just having kind of cocaine in your system or, your, you know, it's like your body at around midnight to 1 a.m. is expecting that little coke energy bump. So your body kind of prepares for it, and it kind of keeps you going maybe for uh, for a little while through the night. But yeah, God, I haven't. St- I don't think I've stayed up, like had a partying night past one, uh, probably since New Year's. Maybe that was the last. I think New Year's Eve we probably went to one, one thirty, maybe even two. I think since then I haven't had a late, late party night. Just can't do it. I just can't. I can't. I. I mean, I'm sure I could do it. I'm sure I could, but I'm just. Here's the one thing I noticed ever since I got my Garmin um, like smartwatch thing that tells me my heart rate. Basically, it doesn't for my resting heart rate, which is the heart rate that your body. If you wake up in the morning, you can tell your resting heart rate before you even move. Put your finger towards your pulse and count. I don't know. Look at your watch or look at a time. Figure out 15 seconds or 30 seconds. Then count how many beats you have there. So. Um, if it's 30 seconds and multiply it by two and you'll figure out your resting heart rate. So that's your heart rate when your body's not doing anything. Basically, the lower it is, the more athletic you are and like the better rested you are. Um, the higher it is, like um, basically the higher it is, the more tired your body is and the harder it's working to get blood everywhere because it's just um, in a worse state. Hmm. When I So mine is typically best on Fridays because... Saturday hits and I'm gonna lose sleep because I'm gonna probably be up till like I don't know midnight tonight wake up at six or seven so that's only like six hours of sleep now that's spiked up to probably it's right now it's at 54 it's probably gonna spike up to about 60. Wow those extra yeah. uh, six beats that's a big those are big that's one that's well, then, one every 10 then seconds. if I'm on like four hours of sleep then it's gonna be like 67 hmm. and that's like crazy high for me but that's when I started to realize I'm like oh sleep 
does make a difference on your body. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at a dead face right now, and he's saying, Cam, move on with this. Segment. I'm not. I'm, 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 this is, it's not a dead face. It's a listening face. Cam, well, I can listen really to you. It's not always about interrupting and, and uh, excitement. Sometimes, Cam, if, if you're, if you're interested in your resting heart rate, boom, tell me about it. Boom. Stud. All right, all right. Well, I'm trying to keep it low. Trying to keep, I'd like one day to have it hit 49. I think that's, I've gotten very close. That's your goal. You have, a resting, you have a resting heart rate goal. Well, I know I can do it if I get good sleep and do not drink for about one month. But, like, but the, what, every night's consistent. What would be the point of that? Uh, I just want to see how good I'll feel. Like my body will feel after that. Because okay. I know if it's at that point, then my <coughs> well, right, body's like you supercharged. You do sober months every so often for some reason. Uh, just to challenge myself to say like, you know, do you have discipline in you still? See, what I find, it wouldn't be the discipline thing. It would be the boredom thing. That's part of it. Like, you know, you, you don't you don't you drink and do drugs because you're bored? <laughs> yeah, but then you have to find other things to do. Oh, God, like what? It's fucking Scrabble? I suck at That's Scrabble. Not, uh, I think you end up just going outside a lot more. Chess? And not, I, like, su- check, I suck at checkers. Why would I stay sober and try to learn checkers? Euchre? Fuck that. You you go yeah. fuck fuck that back. Nothing worse than when people are like, you know how to play euchre? And you're like, nope, and I'm not learning tonight. Oh my god, I've played euchre once and it was uh, not the worst experience of my life, but you know, a top, top seven maybe. Top seven worst experience of your life because now I'm too old. It, it very much so you cannot teach an old dog new tricks. So now if I'm sitting here as a 29-year-old man learning how to play euchre, the other three people I'm sitting at the table with definitely know how to play euchre. And it's the one type of games where it's very quick and not spoken about. It's just kind of like card, 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 bam. Card, 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 bam. It's the expectation that everyone knows how to play. (laughs) And for me, it's like, let's slow it down. What's happening? Why did he do that? Yeah, exactly. See, one of the reasons why I, I, you know, I, I often, or you know, one of the reasons I can excel at a game like cribbage because I'll slow down the tempo of that game. You know, when you're watching sports, and uh, the commentators will always go, you know, slowing down the pace of the game, making the other team play your style. That's exactly what I do with cribbage. You know, people want to go, bam, count, 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 bam, 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 bam. I'm like, hey, let's take it easy. I'm taking. And you a pull out, you pull out your fingers, and you're like, five plus three. I'm taking is a sip eight. of my drink. I'm counting each individual little peg. You know, this isn't this isn't a race. It's a marathon. Yeah, people tell you they're like, you know, if it's five pegs between the things, and you're like, I'm sure it is. I, I but just are you want to sure, double count certain every time. Because what right? if this particular have you made the board? count yourself and double checked? What if this particular board uh, was not so? You know, I mean, I got. How am I, how am I supposed to know? Hey, they're out here playing chess. We're out here playing tennis. <laughs> okay, Cam. That was fantastic. Let's, uh, let's get into. Uh, you want to get into something? Let's get into something. Ah! 
<laughs> let's get into something, shall we? Uh, let's get into something that's become, uh, God, it's been 13 weeks now of something very special to ourselves, and that is following the adventures of Michael Knight and his supercar kit in a little segment that we like to call The Night. I like to think that it's Are Kit you done? followed Are you, by Michael. You done? Are you done? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to yeah. edit. I'm gonna have to edit that out now. It's the nightcap. The nightcap, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. All we need is five minutes to recap this week's episode. M- maybe less than five minutes, but certainly not. More than five minutes. Oh, we're gonna need more than five minutes. We've never edited a damn thing. I have. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I tell. I am very specific with the interns. What will stay and what will not stay in. Uh, no, listen to episode episode twenty three. There's a lot of bleeps in there after you started going on about Israel Palestine. Well, yeah, because I very controversially said that we as white people should not be commenting. Uh, and Cam, <laughs> you you really put your foot down. It was like, no, I don't want our podcast uh, being so agnostic uh, towards something yeah, very important. We a stance. Yeah, we need to take uh, we as we need to take a firm stance class, that gets non-denominational white men from the West. We need to take a stand on this because what we, not what we need to do is find one headline and just defend it, but not read the article. Exactly, Ro- you know, we don't hear Rogan talking about it, so we need to be the ones to talk about it. Uh, or unless maybe maybe they're talking about it on the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience is that a Spotify exclusive podcast? I wonder. Anyways, we're getting too far away from this. We're talking about episode 14 of Knight Rider, Heart of Stone, Cam. We're going to put five minutes on the clock because that's all the time that we have. If we end early, great. We can talk about it. If not, we shut our lips. But like, our, let's take ourselves back to a beautiful, uh, the crest of winter, 1982. Uh, it's been to episode 14. Uh, Cam, do you have your timer lined up? 10-4. I'm kicking off this week's episode. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, and we open in a church where Michael Knight is here on business after a lead from Devin. We don't really know what's going on, but we know it involves gangs and guns. Classic Knight Rider. Kit has a new voice modulator. Let's keep that in mind. Oftentimes, those things come back up. We do get to see the guns we're looking for. Devin shows us an example. And let me tell you, oh boy, they're deadly. They kind of look like a crossbow, but it fires like a machine gun and has a rocket launcher on it. I don't know. Is the United States just filled with desert mountains where you can just shoot automatic rifles into? So our plan is to go undercover and try to buy one of these guns for our own. So we head down to uh, Father Laguna's family wedding. Uh, Father Laguna is the man who we met in the church right off the bat we also meet roberto the younger brother of the father he's there in a nice blue suit that my dad probably wore to his prom uh suddenly kit senses the bad guys are on their way he tries to shield the rest of the wedding party from the bullets by putting himself between him and the bad guys but roberto doesn't duck fast enough and unfortunately he gets shot but don't worry it missed an artery he'll be fined uh so we're going off to find angie the fun uh the gun contact 
slash cocktail waitress who shows up at the same bar we keep going to at the end of every episode. She's reluctant to give us her contact uh, for the guns at first, but who can say no to those beautiful brown eyes of Michael Knight? We go to the bad guy's house, and it looks like they're just, like, having a party, which is pretty fun. Um, We get into the meeting, and it honestly kind of seems to go well. 240000 for some guns sounds like a fair deal. I've never bought a gun before, nor have I ever had that amount of money. Right then, Angie sneaks into Roberto's hospital room for some reason. More on that later. Devin delivers us the cash, uh, 240000 in a nice briefcase. Who knows how much the briefcase costs, though? So it sounds like we're good to go. We hop in the car with Angie for a classic middle-of-the-day desert gun exchange. Uh, classic Michael Knight. Angie leads us into a warehouse uh, where the deal will be taking place, but she fakes us out. Now she's holding us, Michael Knight, at gunpoint. She steals the money. Angie runs off, but luckily, Kit is there to make the save, and we hop in. All right, after that, Angie turns out has a helicopter waiting for her. Where did this come from? We'll never know. Definitely the same shot as the first episode where they used the helicopter. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Michael Knight chases her with Kit, leading to one of the better chase scenes we've had so far, where eventually he puts on autopilot, gets out of his sunroof, and is about to grab onto the helicopter because uh, Kit has put on the uh, jammer signal onto the helicopter, making it unable to fly in a straight line. But after just about hitting a cliff, they have to bail on the operation, leaving Angie on her merry way. Well, Michael doesn't stop there because he always gets his man or woman. Anyway, he now has to find out who is this lady, what does she want, and why is she trying to turn on him? Michael goes to a priest and asks, who is this lady? Tell me, what is her real name? But because of his fatherly duties, is unable to provide the information. Goes to a nurse and says, this is life or death. I need this information. She says, all right, all right. Is this the lady you're looking for? Angeline Martin. That's the one. So Angeline Martin, after going through Kit's software, manages to find the address she's been staying at, including all her background and history, and corners her in her apartment and takes back the cash, saying, what the hell's going on here? They've now developed some sort of friendship after fucking each other over, and now Michael and Angie are coordinating for the real drop with the crooks, not this little fake drop which Angie had planned. Real drop's gonna go happen with the crooks, and they meet up with them, but these crooks actually have a trick up their sleeve. They bring an old friend of the head honcho who comes to see if Michael Knight is for real. After Michael Knight leaves, the crooks go ahead and say, I got a sneaking suspicion, this guy's a cop. So, Devin comes to Michael Hotel room that night, unknowing that these people know that this is a scam going on, and tells Michael Knight that Pablo has escaped prison and Devin suggests they do not do the drop for the exchange of weapons. Michael says, I ain't scared of no ghosts and goes ahead and pulls the operation off. He ends up going to the scene and realizes, oh, this isn't a casual drop. This is an ambush we have where we see all these guns firing off grenades with machine guns, a wild exchange of weapons only to have the police arrive on scene and capture 80% of the bad guys until one gets away and the chase is on. Once the chase is on, Kit jumps in the tailgate of a car. Michael Knight enters the car, knocks out the driver, ending the whole charade. Episode over. Oh, time. That was close. You you really rushed it there at the end. Whew. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
recover from yeah. that. Yeah, that, they definitely filmed that helicopter scene that same day, though, because that was the same helicopter. Um, and helicopters are expensive. And apparently, it cost four hundred dollars at least in uh, nineteen eighty-two. That's uh, that's what and that's that's the price that Angie said it costed. Uh, no, there. My biggest takeaway from this versus all the like they they film this they filmed the same scenes in the same places. The bars are always one bar. Uh, this week where the wedding was taking place was also the same exterior as the hotel the bad guy ran to in the last one. Um, but my biggest takeaway, no, there was a huge ADR thing where they must have changed the family name to Stone after the filming happened, uh, because every single time they said the word Stone... Their lips didn't match up with whatever they were saying, and I'm oh, not sure what what's they were ADR saying. mean. Um, I believe it's automatic dialogue replacement or assisted dialogue replacement. It's the it's the post production element where like the actor would go into a little recording studio and then re-record uh, lines because if maybe maybe they weren't picked up properly uh, when they filmed on location. I did not notice that at all. I definitely noticed a lot of the same scenery, but that one, you know, I guess that takes a uh, audio producer's eyes, ears. I don't know. Both eyes and ears. Both. Yeah, that's how <laughs> that's how you pick up on these things. You see it, and then you hear that it doesn't line up. Uh, another fantastic episode. You know what, Cam? We're um we are more than halfway through season one now. Um, I believe 24 episodes total and 23 slash 24 was a two hour finale. So, of course, we'll have to uh, maybe maybe do 10 minutes for that uh, for that series for that season finale. And then who knows? Maybe move on uh, to another show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, curious how this one's going to end. I'm sure it's going to go into season two, so it's not really going to have a definitive ending to it. Well, you know, there's four seasons uh, total, but, you know, maybe just like uh, just like most shows, you know, there are, you know, just like shows back when they came out weekly, you couldn't binge them. You'd have to wait. Uh, you'd have to wait a few months before the next season would come out. So who knows? Maybe. But when it when is Bonnie? Is it Bonnie? Mrs. Bonnie? Bonnie drops out in season two and then they bring her back. Okay, I want to know when they slam, but no, it's PG, isn't it? No, they definitely don't. I don't think so. Or they, or I think when they, or I think I read that like they bring her when they bring her back in season three. Yeah, like there's more of a romantic angle, but they, 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 they brought her back because the fans were pissed. So ah, who, who the heck? I knows? would be pissed if I was. I know she's. What, I'm she's, pissed right now. She's the only like female protagonist in the entire show, and then uh, they write her off in season two. So. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So wait, sorry. Was it like the uh, the Me Too movement that called her back, or was it before that? No, this is 1984. Cam. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, close. No. Um, they wrote her out because the producers of the show didn't think she was as popular with fans as she actually was. So then they do season two, and then halfway through the season, all the fans are like, "Where the fuck's Doctor Bonnie? We love her." And then the producers are like, "Wait, we had no how idea." Are, how are the people communicating that in 1984? Uh, you know, the normal ways, you know, just word of mouth, uh, people phoning, uh, faxes were big back then. I'm sure you could also send a I'd telegram. I'd like to speak to David Hasselhoff, please, and I'll wait. Or just, I'll you know, the hold. reviews, you know, when you have a critics who are like, yeah. yeah, it's great, but where the hell's Bonnie? Um, yeah. you know, just normal ways. Uh, Cam, there was now, a life before, Twitter. there was a life before the internet, you know. 
before Twitter. I don't think so. I don't believe it. Yeah. Show me the proof. There, Show there me the tweet before bef- Twitter. There was a time before Twitter. Yeah, if you, if you believe that. Yeah, but that was it. Another fantastic episode for uh, you here. Do you have any other? Uh, have any other games? Uh, kind of propped up, ready to go. I've always got a couple in my on my back burner. Uh, none for this week. I'll have some. Well, you want to have something teed up for next week? I think a wheel of death is in and is in. Uh, I think a whole new wheel of death with all new questions is being asked for by the fans. That sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah, you know, I mean, anything, if you ever come up with little urban dictionaries or free on Kijiji's, you know, that's that our little Jesus Christ camp. I had too many berries. Then stop eating so many goddamn berries. How do I get big and strong, though? Tell me that. Not by berries. I uh, uh, Bagels and peanut butter, chicken, broccoli, rice. That's how I you get big and strong. Smoothie can. with berries, oatmeal, protein powder, almond milk, and peanut butter. Well, then you clearly have some other kind of gastrointestinal issue because uh, I can drink that and uh, be fine. So clearly, there's something else wrong going on with you. Uh, well, my doctor says I'm cute. So yeah, but didn't yeah? Is this the same doctor? Who Actually, f- my doctor's quitting. Is this the same doctor who, for years, said your testicles were the same size? Or and no, was, they never said that. Oh, they just never brought they just it never up. Asked. They just never brought it up. Yeah. Even the doctor. I did. Even the doctor well, didn't no. want to ask you. He was like, "Shit, this sucks." Man. <laughs> I had one doctor who, when I was like, I don't know, because you know when they do your physical, they check your nuts. They don't. <laughs> Comment, Cam. If your doctor is checking your testicles when you have a physical, I think you're not going to a doctor. They check for hernias. They do so. They don't. They don't check for mu- by grabbing oh. your testicle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're not checking your Cam. You're going to. You're going to someone else if they're taking time and observing your ball sack. Checking your nuts. They're checking for turnias. <laughs> Call what you want. So, but I'm saying is they checked for a hernia when I was young, but then like I didn't get a ch- I, like. When's the last time you got a physical checkup? Uh, I, um, not as long ago as you think. It would have been, like, early 2020. Okay, so, like, somewhat regular. I, yeah. In university, I never got one. Yeah, I would. Because I'm, like, okay. I am, I know this isn't going to go well. Like, do you roll your own cigarettes and drink every weekend? Like, surely I do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Classic doctor questions when you see them for the first time. Because uh, they want to know if you're smoking. They just want to know if you're rolling your own big pack of drum. The, the, the old pack that you can find. So, yeah, just avoid, avoid, avoid. Anyway, uh, let's, let's no, get to our I, final I, game. I, I, go, I know. I would go to the doctor regularly just because I, uh, I get blood work done. So every single oh, time yeah. you would go, and now things are different because you can like he'll email you the blood requisition form instead of you having to go to him but back in the day which yeah, is really like, funny we're we doing this before which is really funny because i used to be pissed <laughs> bless you that i was living in london waterloo and i always had to go to the doctor it was a piss off because it was like for medication that i know i'm going to need again <laughs> bless you again why can't I just email it to him? Why can't I just call him? Why can't he just why can't I just call him and he gives me the results over the phone? On the voicemail it would explicitly say, No results over the phone. 
fucking. And you're like, who do you think's on the other line of the phone, and do they care that much about my blood? Yeah, work? who's listening to this, right? Cut to. That's my thing with voicemails too. Why is there a lock on my phone, but then there's also one on voicemail? Uh, I don't know because I think the lock on the voicemail supersedes the lock on the phone. It's older than I, the phone lock. Fair enough. Get rid of it. Get rid of voicemail. I'd say get rid of phone lock. <laughs> All right. Anyways, no point. Um, of, no point of me finishing my story, Cam, because you're more concerned with Let, voicemail okay. locks. Sorry. Get back to it, Cammy boy. There's nothing to get you, back you're to. You were pissed off. There's nothing to get back to. It's just really just funny that, you know, throughout university, I couldn't get results by the phone or by email, and me thinking to myself, yeah, but that's why phone and email is there. Cut to May 2020, the doctor is only doing results via phone and email, and it's like, yeah, this infrastructure has been around for 15 years now. Uh, we why, why didn't to we die. do this Thank before? God. Uh, you know, when it's been around like this. That's all. That's hey, sometimes sometimes you need a few, uh, you need to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, you know? I don't, uh, does, does that particular expression apply to this? I don't actually know, or idiom. I think so. Think about it. I don't what, know. We needed know a pandemic to make a better change for the medical system. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. See, my metaphors aren't that where bad. I don't think it's, is that an idiom? Isn't that an idiom though? Cats out of the no, bag, it's a crack a few omelets. I think that's a metaphor. It's not a simile. I don't, it might be an idiom. I, yeah, because I, I think a metaphor has to be comparing something. Let us know, 2 at gmail.com. You have to crack through eggs to get a get an omelet. What, what is, is that? Is that comparing the is, pandemic is, to is the medical industry? A, is that just a turn of phrase? Um, who knows? Are you an English major? Please let us know. Two scenes spot at gmail.com. Are you an instructor? I'm sure a teacher would have these answers. Okay, Cam, let's get to our final game in the evening here. We have for your Monday little headline or asinine where you can guess at home whether these headlines are real or fake headlines or asinines, highs or no highs. Hey, 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 Headline or asinine? Cam, I am going to start us off here. Sounds good to me. Headline or asinine, Cam. Fake hand grenade stops bank robber in his tracks. Stops bank robber. Um, yeah. Uh, God, you know what I'm picking? You know, as soon as I pictured when you said this, you know that uh, that f- the the fight scene in Anchorman. When I think at one point Brick the Brick Tamlin or who the Steve Carell character, he's just running yeah, yeah. around with a grenade in his hand. Uh, that was the first thing I pictured. Somebody comes in to rob a bank, everyone down on the ground, and somebody just pulls a grenade out of their pocket and goes like, "Don't make me do it! Don't make you know." He's already pulled the I'll pin. Do it. But he's, but he's holding on to the thing so you can still put the pin in because I assume that's how grenades work. Can that's you what, do that? I don't know. That's what movies make it sound like though. So I'm going to assume. Um, the power of film. Uh, yeah, like, someone would have to have a grenade, and, like, in one of those states that grenades would be, like, easy to find. Like, in Canada, if someone was like, yo, here's a grenade, I'd be super skeptical. I'd be freaked, but I'd be super skeptical. You know, less so in the UK, a place where, like, uh, like, uh, like, violent objects just super do not exist. But who knows, you're down there and... Arkansas, 
or M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, or Louisiana. Who knows? There could be people with grenades just, like, in their coat. Like you're, uh, he, like you're the Joker from The Dark Knight, and you're holding them all on one string. Uh, would it stop a bank robber? Yes. Um, is it a headline? Uh, also, yes. That's a headline. Ah, this one's a little bit of asinine, Cam. I don't know if you'd be able to stop a bank robber with a grenade. I also wonder if you can pull out the pin and put it back in. I think that goes in the notes and amendments. <laughs> I think that's going. I think that's going in the notes. Yeah, I'd be freaked out if somebody was just like, "I have a grenade." I'd be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and they showed it to you. You'd be like, "Oh man, that's not good." Yeah. That being said, I've never seen a gun either, so that would also freak me out. Our friend Park said that he saw someone flash a gun at him when he was on the 401. Yeah, I know people who have seen guns. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, same in that same kind of like, you look at my dad. Were they like, th- oh, like they, were they kind of threatened by them? Like, I don't think so. Look at me, I have a gun. No, it wasn't okay. like uh here's a threat. I have a gun. Just more just like there is a gun in your pocket. Park got threatened with a gun. Yeah, but he's too tall. He gets threatened all over the place, right? Yeah. It's cause he's loud too. <laughs> it's cause he's tall and loud. Uh, and we love him. Hey Cam, I got another headline here uh, for you as soon as my page scrolls down. Headliner asinine. Um, um, uh, China performs cavity search on 10,000 pigeons. All right, here's my assumption. They were transporting jewels or something at very high. Value. I'll go ahead and say jewels um, down our street, and then a very comical someone dropped a banana peel. They someone slips. They go. They go flying everywhere. But the most rare jewel of them all pops up, and then next thing you know, lands, and all these pigeons go after them, thinking that they're seeds. They do an inventory count, and they find that five of them are missing. Them five of the most rare ones. Well, now they somehow try and wrangle these up, but it's just a complete slapstick comedy. Don't let these birds get away. And then, I mean, let's go ahead and be honest, Cam. They didn't only cavity search them. They killed them and, uh, you know, looked inside of their guts. Headline. Jesus Christ, that's morbid, Cam. This is a headline. Every time I give you a story, you're like, that's not creative enough. That's too morbid. That's not what happened, Cam. I mean, not 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 creative enough. That was, that was plenty creative. I just didn't picture your story going with ten thousand pigeons being being killed. No, Cam. This is a story. It's a few months old. Uh, coming back on October first, which is national which is National Day in China, which does commemorate the founding of the People's Republic of China in 1949. And as a part of the celebration in Beijing, 10,000 pigeons are released over Tiananmen Square so we can remember the all all the classic peace stories which occurred at Tiananmen Square. Um, but before uh, the pigeons uh, kind of go off into the wild, they needed a security check, which involved searching under the wings, under the legs, and the anal cavities of all the pigeons. And in case you're wondering, yes, the whole process was videotaped for state uh, record. China officials said um, they could be carrying something under their legs, their wings, or in their anus, just like uh, a person uh, aboard a plane. 
they would go unnoticed if not searched by our officials. So, hey, if you're ever thinking about flying to China one day, spread your legs, open up your wings, and just get ready for that cavity search. Um, just as you would a police officer. Just as you would a police officer. They didn't find anything. So, um, uh, wouldn't that suck? Like, I would, if I was the guy who had to anal cavity search 10,000 pigeons... You'd hope you find uh, just something. one, right? Make at least if one, it was worth. Like, great, I found a bomb in one of them. It's like perfect. Suddenly, it's actually not even a real pigeon. It's a robot. We found out yeah, later. We, we found out it was a uh, like a cheap kind of thing that uh, a cottager would buy to to like a mark like as a boy to mark out a rock. You know, but they don't want they want something a little more ornamental, and it's a bird. Uh, it would just turn out to be something like that. Yeah, imagine just checking. They 10, grab the 000. pigeon and it goes, "Take me to the river." And yeah, bam, it's it's a bam. Billy Bass style uh, on uh, kind of hanging on the wall thing. Classic story. All right, Cam. Headliner last night. Happy endings back on the table in Louisiana. Happy endings back on the table in Louisiana. Down in Louisiana, where the hand jobs grow oh so green. Uh, this could be a good story. Um, and any kind of story that happens out of the southern United States when it's when it when it comes to an issue like this, which you know there's an advocacy group behind it trying to claim their independence back. And, like, you know, there's some group vehemently uh, on the side of, you know, freedom, America, happy endings, just like our forefathers. You know, so for every controversial kind of thing, there's going to be a group that is very much so for it. Uh, Now, I don't know the I've always wondered what the law is when it comes to happy endings and massages in the first place. Like, I thought it was always like not allowed because at that point you're just going to kind of like a like a prostitute convention you know a whorehouse as it were so god like how do you make you know and there's a happy ending back on the table does it mean that the only happy endings allowed are to occur when your back is on the table and if so like i don't want it all splashing around all over the place you know getting stuck in your chest hair the 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 milking style exactly i would yeah milk maybe milk yeah more like a cow like i'd rather be suspended kind of over top hanging down below and somebody's on a ri- with a cow outfit somebody's on. on a rickety stool one of those like kind of like three-legged uh footstools sitting down big bucket and they're talking about if it's a good day for hay or not yeah exactly exactly all those sorts of things um and then i tip them off very su- uh, subtly of when um it'll expire uh, ah there it is <laughs> that's a jerry seinfeld bit for those who are uh, out of the loop uh, yeah, for those of you uh, Gen Xers, Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Zers, Doomers. I think they're called Doomers. Uh, no, Generation Zoomers? Alpha. They're the new ones coming up for all those. Oh, for all those the, kids. Man, that's a tough. Yeah, name. they're the ones that uh, have the iPads. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this sounds just about right to be a headline. Uh, so we're gonna stick there. I'm gonna say headline. This is asinine. I was hoping what you were going to think is... You made up two of them. Ha- Jesus Christ. Yeah. Happy endings are a food that is now back on the table at losing restaurants because it's like a really fun dessert. I was hoping that's the way you were Oh, no, no. I was thinking happy endings more in the traditional sense of... But that's It's like the double play on words like, well, you know, I have to click what is this. A, what, what is a happy What is ending? a happy ending, fo- the food thing? 
I don't know. I just made it all oh, up. Oh, you wanted me to... <laughs> you thought I was also going to... Bel- oh, I thought you were going to be like, it can't be that happy endings are actually back on the table in Louisiana, but maybe it's a play on words like happy endings is a restaurant and they're back oh, to serving yeah, people yeah, in yeah, Louisiana. Oh, yeah, 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 No, that's a good point. No, anything, anything that comes to like reclaiming independence in the southern United States, I just believe... Every single one that comes up, uh, whether it comes to uh, hand jobs or guns or property or big cats, remember big cats? That was the thing at the beginning of the pandemic. We don't talk. We don't talk about big cats anymore. I'm sure they're all still. I'm sure nothing changed in the broad, in the kind of like the big on the grand scheme of it all. Bigger problem. Yeah, exactly. Bigger problems. Cam, I got another headline here for you. Are you? Ready for it. Uh, nurse attempts to prove in court that COVID vaccine makes people magnetic. Ooh, I think I've heard about this one. Um, I've heard some people are putting magnets towards their injection sites to try and get the microchips out. Um, I don't know if you saw this video of Bill Gates and Melinda Gates actually talking, and Melinda's like, there's, there's no such thing as a mag. We don't have microchips in bags. He doesn't even know how to do that yet. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to do that. <laughs> and the part that everyone's like, why did you say yet at the end of that? Anyway, check out that video uh, if you uh, you know if you if you don't know how many towers fell in on eleven, check that out. Uh, yeah, it's just three. Um, anyway. So she's trying to take this to court, saying they're ma- the vaccines are magnetic. Uh, yeah, it makes people magnetic. Magnetic towards vaccinated people, maybe. But uh, I could see someone going just bonkers up the wall. Um, and one of those uh, conspiracy theorists who realized that if they put a magnet towards their body for long enough, it turns purple. And they're like, "Look, look, look! Proof, evidence, <laughs> evidence, evidence." That's not how evidence works, lady. Headline. Cam, this is a headline here for you. This is a story coming out of Ohio where a registered nurse named Joanna Overholt testified in front of an Ohio House Health Committee that the COVID vaccine not only is not good for anybody, but it's because it makes them magnetic. She claimed the vaccines cause magnetism in humans and decided to use her own body as an example. This woman had received both uh, both shots... Um, don't know, you know, don't know which ones, but both shots of whatever, uh, and to show that the vaccines caught magnetism, she attempted, um, by using bobby pins and keys, sticking them to her skin, uh, to show that they <laughs> stuck, and newsflash, she's it- literally just slide, like, just covered in goo, and she's like, as you can see here, I am now magnetic. Well, newsflash to her. It didn't quite work. Oh, big bong rip down there, uh, Cam. I'm smoking big bongs. Wow. Um, she attempted to stick a key to her neck to show that the key would not move, but of course, it fell off of her body as soon as she let go. Uh, she was really looking for one of those if the glove doesn't fit. She was trying to do an OJ. What she what over uh, what Overholt might have been confused about was a substance called sebum, uh, which is something that the body naturally secretes. A little tackiness that would uh, kind of that if it that if it did meet normal objects it would get stuck to your skin but not because of magnetism it's the kind of reason why you can take a dime put it on your on your on your on the back of your hand and it might not fall off you have a little bit of sebum s e b u m 
Uh, not magnetism, though. Jury's still out on this one. The whole video is online. Uh, you can definitely see the moment where she just cracks with embarrassment. Is uh, It's a good one. So that reminds me of the story I heard about these people who were very confused that they kept taking showers and nickels kept falling down in the shower. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. And they, I think they posted online saying like, the craziest thing keeps happening. This, this won't stop happening. Every time I shower, nickels keep falling out of me and I don't know where they're coming from. <laughs> right. And then a bunch more people were like, this also happens to me too. And what they ended up figuring out was they often like took naps with their clothes on in their beds and then loose change would fall out of their back pockets, then stick to their backs. <laughs> and then they'd go in the shower and seemingly this change came from nowhere, but it actually came just from their sticky backs. Oh, see, I thought it was because um, a lot of these people had accidentally, you know, swallowed a $20 bill. And when they were just sort of, uh, sort of, they were just making change as they went. Jesus, big bong rip by Cam. Big bong rip by Cam. All right, headline harassment. Everyone makes mistakes, says teen who karate kicked 74-year-old man into River Mercier. Karate kicks. Uh, yeah, like, so when I picture karate kick, I picture the standard kind of like, you know, one leg out, other leg kind of bent in, uh, you're in the air, some sort of forward momentum, uh, classic style uh, of kick. Everyone makes mistakes. So, you know, um, the kid must have thought that he was being a hero. Right? He must have thought that for whatever reason, this 74-year-old man was a bad guy. Uh, and, you know, he was helping whatever problem was. Kick him into the river. Uh, you know, you've seen one too many movies. You think that's going to be a good one. Now, I'm trying to picture what this 74-year-old could have done or what he could have thought he would have done for that to happen. You know, was he stealing a loaf of bread to save his family? Probably not. Um, had he just assaulted, you know, as, as somebody even older, a 94-year-old for all we know? Probably not. Um, I'm just surprised that this 14-year-old had the, uh, you know, the kind of where, like, out of all the moves to do, if I were, if somebody was like, stop that man. Karate kick is the very last, one of the last moves that I think about. I would think of like a tackle or a punch or a, a kind of hold them back. I, I, I wouldn't probably jump into the air with both legs flailing to uh, achieve a perfect sternum kick. You got to get yourself up there to kick somebody right in the sternum. Jesus Christ. Um, it sounds like a great story. But I think you're trying to pull the uh, I think you're trying to pull the wool over my eyes all day here. I'm gonna call this one asinine. This one is a headline <sighs> out of the UK. The only one. The old they'll they'll double double two they'll double double one. So Benjamin Bridgman, who is 19 but actually uh, 17 at the time, is being jailed for 10 weeks uh, for this attack on a 74 year old pensioner. Uh, he, he is going to plead guilty. For the assault by beating Warrington's Misgate. Oh, that's just the court name. Sorry. Anyway, um, the story here is that he was the 74-year-old man is fishing at the end of a river, you know, casting the water in. And this kid who's 15 and the kid who's 17, um, they decide we're gonna do a great Snapchat prank, and he charges at him and does a flying kick into the river. 
Now, this man is now trapped in the water because he's old and doesn't know how to swim. And two young girls actually come in and grab each other arm by arm and link up and manage to grab him, taking him out of the cold water while these two little punks run off. Uh, the two little girls deserve to be named Ellie and Chloe help the father out of the water. Uh, they, these two saw it as a funny action, but this could have cost the man his life. And after, you know, some deliberation in court, he basically said, I know it was wrong. I made a mistake, but everybody makes mistakes. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm, I'm so confused on how this story kind of came to be. So the kids, the karate kick was the prank. Yeah. But you still had to kick the person. What do you mean? I'm, I'm missing what you're saying. Like, to me, oh, that's not a prank. That's that would be the oh, assault. It's, it's, that's the assault. Like, yeah, okay, because okay, so let's say it's kind of like it's someone like punching the face, like it's a prank, bro. You're like, no, that's assault. That's not a prank. Because how I would picture the prank would be something like old man's fishing, and then the kids run up, karate kick, but intentionally miss him, and then the kid goes into the river themselves. Like you know, kind he of. He basically said he didn't know that he was 74 years old. He thought he was much younger and thought it'd be funny, oh. which it still doesn't make it funny. Yeah, it it it's like uh it, it it's like that's not a joke, that's a lie. It's like uh it's like when somebody will say like, you know, do you like uh do you like uh, raisin bagels? And someone's like, "No." Just kidding. It's like that's not a joke, that's a lie. Uh you know. I don't know. I can tell by anyway. the blank look on your face you know exactly what I'm talking about, Cam. I get what you're saying. It's, it, it's like exactly like I said. When someone punches in the face goes, it's a prank, bro. No, that's just you saying that. That's not a prank, bro. So anyway, these guys are going. The one kid who's under 18 is going to juvie for, I think, 15 months. The other kid's going to jail for 10 months. So uh, I don't know how the UK jail system works, but if you're in the States, your life is basically over. Is that the, is, are, are we certain about that? About them going to jail? About your life being over. Because I'm pretty sure Brock Turner just graduated from uh, from university. So I'm pretty sure your life's not over. Oh, good for him. Well, I'm glad we got an education. Okay, I'm ready for your final headline. Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Final headline here on the table. Uh, prison guards failed to notice for hours that an inmate was beheaded. Oh... I'm hoping what they did is like a classic um, escape from Alcatraz type where they were working on the paper mache head for months. And then... No spoilers. <laughs> no ahead. spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> they went ahead, I don't know. It's like an 80-year-old movie, so I think we can spoil it. But anyway, they take the man's head off in this story you're telling about and then just plop on a uh, paper mache head while he's sitting there with a big smile on like reading a book or something like that. And then after months, like, hey, Jimmy, it's time to turn the lights off. Jimmy? Hey, that's no Jimmy. That's a paper mache. <laughs> and then something like that occurs, and then the head comes rolling out, and everyone's in gasp, and they're like, it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. Headline. <laughs> no, ass right, ass right. It's just a prank, bro. Uh, this one is a headline here for you, Cam. This is a story coming out of California, where Jamie Osuna was held in a cell uh, with a man named Luis Romero. 
uh, one morning when guards were making their rounds at about 7.30 a.m., uh, they found Romero with, without his head. <laughs> they also found... Did he have, did he have the paper mache head? There is no paper mache head. However, Romero's mm. eyes, ears, fingers, and lungs... Uh, were removed from the body in a particularly act of uh, in a particular act of violence. Now, camp prison violence happens more often than probably the prison systems would and like to admit. Uh, but the story is coming out because the family of Luis Romero, uh, no, sorry, yeah, Luis Romero is suing the California prison system for why these men were in the cell in the fr- in the same cell in the first place and how nobody noticed. Um, So the attacker, Jamie Osuna, uh, he's been in the prison system for 27 years after uh, he's serving life in prison for a particularly brutal murder, which uh, he was responsible for. Uh, He also suffers from significant mental illness, schizophrenia, personality disorder, and has a history of attacking his cellmates. Family wants to know why they were in the cell in the first place, but they also want to know how did nobody notice? Uh, the report filed by the California prison system shows that no safety search was conducted in the cell for at least four hours prior to his death. And the last safety search that did occur, the officers never removed uh, the bedding and the bed sheets from the cell, um, from the prisoner's sleeping area to check for weapons. Of course, the beheading happened uh, with, which is commonly referred to as a shiv. We all know what it is. It's something sharp taped around something not sharp we've all seen prison stuff we know how this goes um it also seems to be uh a little bit uh a little bit maybe suspicious to say that the guard station happened to be empty during that the time that the coroner estimates that the prisoner was killed somewhere between the hours of uh 1 to 2 30 a.m prior to that uh when the guards finally arrived at 7 30 throughout the, um after all night uh they found roberto bodies dead body parts chopped about and apparently uh romero or um Sorry, I'm getting my names confused here. Uh, Osuna. Apparently, Osuna actually even had enough time to make a necklace out of Roberto's fingers. Uh, Pretty gruesome tale, um, but yeah. There you go. Jesus Christ, you're uh, this. Sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. That's not no, a real everything story. Everything is coming out of you today. You're just, you're just, you're uh, hitting bong rips, sneezes. You're may, uh, I don't know what's happening over there on the side of the microphone. Maybe I should put this compressed air into my nose to clear it out. No, good idea, bad idea. Let us know Let next us know. week this on this. Email <laughs> call. This is all the time that we have. Uh, thanks for listening. Rate, review, like, subscribe. Podcasts everywhere. Should Cam shoot compressed air up his nose? <sighs> Another one, eh? What are you? Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm, I'm the only man. one the holding a level of professionalism over here on the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, though. We'll be back next week uh, with our hot episode um, uh, seventy-four. Episode 74 coming to you, not live, but uh, a little bit pre-recorded. And hey, never forget, Chick-fil-A is Post Malone's favorite uh, restaurant. Maybe it could be yours, too, now that it's coming to Canada. We'll talk soon, folks. Take care. Enjoy your week. Take care, folks. Tonight on Two Seas in a Pod... 96.7 on your... (laughs) 
two season a pod, 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 two season a pod